Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to use marriage counseling to enhance your marriage. Sounds good. Okay, in the episode today, we're talking about how to utilize marriage counseling effectively in your marriage. Yes, and we decided to do this episode because we just went to a little checkup yeah, with a counselor. With a counselor. We, just, we haven't been in two years. It's been a while. Um, and we didn't have this podcast planned, but because it was fresh in our minds, you decided, hey, we should really talk about this. I did. I did. And the importance of counseling and how long we've been doing counseling and why you do counseling. So, babe, how long have we been doing counseling? A long time. Since we got engaged. The day the, we got engaged. The day we got engaged, you insisted. I, I did. I. You were a little more hesitant. I was. I just, uh, I don't want to crack that eggshell open. You don't like talking about feelings. No, nah, I just stuff them down. Stuff them down. <laughs> so, but marriage counseling really helped us a lot. A lot. And that first year, it would have been really tough for us to go um, through there without seriously a mental breakdown or. <laughs> oh, there were still mental breakdowns on my part, at least. And no, it. It would have been impossible. It would have been really hard to navigate that first year without marriage counseling. So, so let's talk about why, what that, what our counselor taught us that first year. Oh my goodness, our counselor taught us um, how to communicate with each other. Which people can go, oh, you know how to communicate. We talk to each other. No. How to communicate effectively, how to get your point across, how not to roll your eyes, you know. Well, the number one thing she taught us was to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. Empathize. And empathize, right? She said, get in the trenches. She always said that. You got to get in the trenches. It wasn't avoiding conflict. No. It was working through that conflict. Right. Because... We were throwing two families together. We both have baggage from our previous marriage and triggers. And you've heard our episode on triggers. Um, So we brought a lot to this new relationship. So she helped us figure out how to navigate that. Right. She did. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. She taught us how to learn to give each other the benefit of the doubt. Now, this was really difficult at first because you would say things that my ex would say. And I went, wait, I know what's coming next. That's called a trigger. Yeah. Yep. And instead, I had to rewire my brain to say, don't know what's coming next. I'm going to be surprised. (laughs) Until I understand Paige's patterns. (laughs) But even more so, she said, give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. They're trying their best to be with you. Right. So if they make a mistake in the way they communicate, give them the benefit of the doubt. Talk to them through it and say, did you mean this? Because I don't understand. Or say, I, I don't understand. Can you help me right. figure this out? So instead of jumping to conclusions and already you've already written the end of the story, right? Which most married people, when you've been married for some period of time, and we even do that. Yeah. AKA, that's why we went back to counseling. Right. It's not a trigger from my ex-wife now. It's a trigger from my wife. Right. 
<laughs> we've created over It must years. be a good trigger. Oh, and you just yeah. had too much happiness going on that we I need to, to <laughs> share with the counselor all the happiness <laughs> I had going on. That's what it was. Yes, because counselors just get their, you know, their time yeah. just filled with all this happiness overflowing. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, but periodically we do go back to a counselor to get a little refreshed to work through a problem. And that's what that's what this was. Yeah. We had an issue that Sometimes it's not good enough to agree to disagree. Yeah, you can only push those off. And that's called conflict avoidance, right? Right. I'm not going to talk about it because I know what the answer is going to be. Right. Right. Instead, you got to learn how to work through it. Right. And we and and we had had a little situation. I mean, you basically I didn't agree with with something you and I had already decided and I just decided to go against what we had decided just like, well, Mm-mm. I can do what I want. Yeah, and you did it when I was out of town. <laughs> well, that wasn't, Are we having a that wasn't an session? accident. Yeah. That, that definitely wasn't an accident. Yeah, I know it wasn't an accident. <laughs> we'll talk about, that should be in our episode about getting a dog. Too. <laughs> but no, I mean, I I definitely was going, you know what? You know, I can, you know, I can do what I want. And did it, and that's definitely not healthy for a marriage at all. No. And and I knew that when I brought it up to you, it would be a thing. Well, and I knew you were holding something back. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah. And when I brought it up. It was a thing. It was a thing. It definitely was a thing. And that's what I was like, see? And then, see, that's what I did. See, it's a thing where if we would have communicated better, um, it didn't have to be a thing. No, it didn't. But in my mind, it was a thing. And you, and, and you turned it into one. And it turned into a yep, yeah. definitely yeah. Turned So into sometimes one. our our thoughts and what we put behind things, the buildup of it actually makes it happen. Right. right. Yeah. So and we kind of learned that through our counseling. In fact, on our way to the counseling session, we had already resolved the problem. We kind of had. We kind of had because yeah, you, you you sit there and you're, okay, we're getting ready to go to counseling. So we're getting ready to, you know, open up. And so then we, st- and this th- this is not the only time that that's happened. We actually no. have done that several times yeah. where we've gone, do we really still need to go? Because. And the answer was, yeah, we still really needed to go because there was another underlying issue that was really causing the problem. True. Uh, that we got to, we got to the just of it. Right. And I learned something new from our from our counselor that we went to a new perspective because I kept hearing your same old perspective. Blah, 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 right? Rude. I know. That was horrible of me. <laughs> I heard another perspective that was different from yours but made yours seem so much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. <laughs> That's funny. So, but sometimes you just need a, another opinion in there to break the loggerheads that you're having. I agree. All right, so let's talk for a minute about the benefits of counseling. Now, you looked up a couple articles about this, and you can find the articles on our blog, Yep. Um, some links to the articles. Really good articles. I didn't completely agree with everything on there, but there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. So one of the things that they suggested, and I agree with this, is, um, or not suggested, but that you, a benefit of counseling, is that you go to get impartial advice. Yeah, when you first read this, I went, whoa, wait, that sounds like a referee. 
Yeah, I yeah, I disagreed with you on that. Yeah, so we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's one thing that you have to avoid. But a really good impartial advice means that they give you another perspective. Right. So that you, you as a couple can come up with uh, a good solution. If you're going into marriage counseling and you're presenting your case so that you win the argument, you're not going to gain... Right. If you go in thinking, all right, I'm going to get her on my side or him on my side. Our marriage counselor will decide. Yeah, we're going to gang up on, you know, know, right? And I think I've gone in with that attitude before. I think everybody does. I can't wait till they see my side of the story. And you go in and they're a good counselor doesn't do that. If you have a counselor that's doing that, it's time to find a new counselor. Yes. They try and help both of you see both sides of the issue. And give a new perspective. Right. Uh, it might not even be their own perspective, but give a different perspective so that it can kind of jar you from the where you're stuck. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So, yes. And I feel like that that definitely, even though we feel like we kind of resolved some stuff before we went, um, oh, it, it was... It was it blew it out. It did. It yeah. did. The, the Her perspective on it was... Something we needed to hear, both of us. Right, and we didn't go complete with what she suggested. Right. We made up a third option for yeah. us, which was great, and yes. that's where you want to get to. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so the next one in the in the article was it provides a safe environment for honesty. Yeah, because a lot of times, just like I just said a minute ago, you have the story written in your head of how a conversation is going to go with your spouse, right? So if I tell him this and be totally honest with him, then he's going to say this, then I'm going to say that, and then it's going to be this thing. We're not going to, right? It's like, you've got the narrative all scripted. And so you, and then you say exactly what you have scripted. So it falls in exactly that way. Yep. And so you're afraid to completely be honest because you just don't want this thing. Or maybe you're afraid of, um, if you really have something, you know, that you need to confide in, you feel like you need a third party there to kind of help you navigate with, you know, something maybe big that you have to confide in your spouse. That's what this article was specifically talking about is that, you know, maybe you've got something big, right. To confide in, um, that wasn't the case for us. We just needed to, um, yeah, have a third person be able to, well, also you feel like you feel like there's safety there. Yeah, I can now be completely honest because I have a third person there stopping, kind of the overreaction of my spouse from what I'm going to say. Exactly. At least that's how you feel. So right, that's a good that's a good uh, tool to use. Hopefully, you can build that in your own house. Right? right. Where you feel like you can be completely honest. Right. And sometimes I don't want to go to counseling to. Sometimes I want you to get mad because then the closet gets cleaned. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. She know she just wants me mad so the house gets cleaned. That's yeah. I I I cannot deny that yes, I don't I ever make I don't ever make you mad to get something cleaned, but when you are in the middle of cleaning, I'm like, well, maybe I'll wait a few more minutes to go up and apologize. <laughs> Isn't that, that terrible? That, my children, is called manipulation. <laughs> well, there's a whole episode that we got to talk about that one. All right. Another, this also, uh, counseling can also give you a opportunity to unburden resentment or frustration. 
And in this last session, that's really kind of what happened. I yes. was frustrated about some things and they weren't getting resolved. So it gave me the opportunity to dominate the whole, the whole session. You did. It was, it was a vent session for you. I, 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 I sat there and listened and I really did listen. Yeah, that was good. I, <laughs> I sometimes have a short attention span. <laughs> That's why our podcast is only a half hour, not an hour. So my eyes start to glaze over, um, but I actually listened. Part of that might have been because we were paying for it. Well, and that's another that, thing, That's right? a motivation. When you're paying, <laughs> you're like, I am going to pay attention. I'm not going to zone out. Yes. Because I'm paying money for this, Exactly. Right? So, we're going to get this resolved so we don't have to come back and pay again. So, yes, I actually was listening. Which was good. Because uh, you saw, I think, finally, with some words that she said, too, she helped me communicate to you my frustration level. Right. Which I don't think you realized until... You were just saying, oh, you're being unreasonable. I was. I was just like, ugh. literally, I was just like, oh my goodness, just you're being so unreasonable that I was just like, I'm so over it. That's how I felt. I'm over it. You're unreasonable. So now I'm just going to do what I want. That's really how I was feeling. And that's what you did. That is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a small thing. I don't want anybody no, to think this was is a, a big thing. thing. It was a very, very, very small thing. She didn't go out thing. and buy a brand new car. No, no, no. no. It was a very small thing. I was out of town. It was a very small thing, but. It was a big thing between us because you felt like I, well, I did. I just went totally against something yeah, we'd already decided. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so we worked it, we worked that out through, I got to work out my frustration. You got to see that we were able to, I was able to get that off my chest. So now I could listen better as well. I, it, it was interesting actually to watch you because you did, you, for a while, I felt like the first 30 minutes, you just, you felt like you were on the defense you were, you know, you were playing, you were playing defense and you were just like getting your side of the story out. And it just was like this, you know, and I was just sitting there going, la, 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 here we go. And then once you got it all out, you could actually see a change in you. Like it was, it was super interesting. You went from being on the defense to being just, let's solve this problem. Let's solve this problem. Yeah. So yeah, it was, there was a, there well, was a physical change. And this goes to the next thing that was on there. It helps build this form of trust that you had before we had when we first got married incredible. Right. We felt like we could conquer the world together. We were invincible. Right. Any problem that came our way, we kind of shed, shed off ourselves and work together to resolve it. Right. Right. We, it wasn't, you know, your problem or my problem. It was our problem. Right. Together. And you lose that over time when you don't communicate. So and you don't trust each other. You don't trust that when I say something to my partner or my spouse that I'm going to get that, um, what's the right word? That oneness that we had before. Yeah. We're working on this together to solve Right. And so, you know, when you're in a bad spot, you feel like every time you bring something up, you're just getting this, you know, neg negativity back. And, you know, so... Yes, the counselor can help you work back to the oneness, which leads right into the next one, which is creating an attachment bond, which as you feel that oneness and that you're working together, you build a bond with each other for sure. Which, yeah, when we first got married. Oh, we could conquer anything. We felt like we could conquer the world and almost in a naive way, we felt like, oh, you know, everything's going to be fine. The exes aren't that big of a deal. The kids are just going to be fine. I, you know, I didn't feel that way. You didn't feel naive? No. I, feel I like felt it was naive. like, I felt empowered. 
I knew it was going to be tough, but I felt that you and I could actually do anything. I don't think I, I actually felt like love will conquer all. And I just wasn't really thinking how tough it could be. But you know what? It's like when you get pregnant for the first time. I wouldn't know. And it's like when I got, when a woman gets pregnant for the first time (laughs) and everybody tells you, right, this is how it's going to be. You still don't know until you go through it. People can tell you all day long, just like people can tell you about blended families and some of the trials and challenges you're going to have. You don't know until you're You don't know. And and you almost think, oh, it's not going to happen to us. We're not going to, right? Like, because we love each other. Yeah, but it was, more, it was more than love because of our counselor. She taught us. She gave us the tools that we needed to, to absorb when all that just stuff happened to us. We didn't just fall back on love. We fell back on these tools that she helped us yes, develop. Yes, for sure. So that we could communicate really well right. together. We could resolve problems together. And that was very empowering. Very empowering. Right. And that's when you started learning about my maybe immaturity of, I'm just going to go, if you say something, I'm going to go do the opposite. Oh, that is so true. (laughs) And now you think it's cute. No, I don't think it's cute. (laughs) I just tolerate it, babe. Well, we got to go back to counseling again. All right, so we talked about the benefits of marriage counseling. Let's talk about how to make your marriage counseling the most effective that you can. Okay. So this come this came from another article, um, and m- the number one thing in that article and a couple others that I read was motivation of both partners. That is that can be really hard. I know I have some friends that would like to go to counseling, or they feel like they need counseling, right, with their spouse. But their spouse is hesitant to go. And that's really, really hard. You know, oh, I understand why. Well, sometimes I think, you can tell me why you think in a second. I think sometimes it's like the spouse says, well, this is your issue, not mine. Like, you need to go yeah. resolve this. I'm fine. Right? I think that that's a lot I think of that's part of it. And mm-hmm. I also think um, a spouse may be, I don't want to go to counseling because... I don't need someone else to tell me how bad I am. Because mm. that's that's her misconception. Or maybe right. they already went to counseling once they had a bad counselor that just said, you're screwing up or you're screwing up. That's that's a good counselor teaches you how to communicate, teaches you how right. to attack problems as one instead right. of as individuals that are you know, fighting with each other. Right. I also think that, and maybe this is more men specifically, they don't want, we don't need someone else in our business. Right. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't need to get someone else involved. I'm totally over that by the way. Oh yeah. We're, we're fine telling our accounts are all of our business. Well, and you guys too. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we're sharing with, you know, lots of people. Okay. Thousands of you out there. So we don't need your advice though. Yeah. You can email us anytime with advice. <laughs> that's funny. We will uh, take it or we won't. But. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so I, and I don't know, the only thing I can say is if you have a partner that doesn't want to go, the only thing I can, um, the only advice I can give you is for you to say, I need you to put enough trust in me and um, put our marriage as a priority 
And I really feel like going to a counselor could benefit our relationship. I, I don't know what else you could say. Yeah, I don't know either. So, you know, please put me and our family first and let's go to a no, counselor. No, one tip that, one tip that um, I've heard of that we read about was if your spouse is reluctant, have them pick a counselor. Oh, I thought, you were gonna, I thought you were going to say kidnap them and <laughs> and take them to a counselor. No, that's no, not, okay. No, never mind. Never work. mind. All right. Um, no, have them pick a counselor. Maybe your spouse doesn't want a female counselor. Maybe they want mm. a male counselor and they're more comfortable with males. Or oh, I can see what you're saying. Like maybe they think that somehow you've... You've stacked the deck. You've stacked the because deck. Because why mm. wouldn't you want to go learn how to help your marriage progress? I think almost anyone will want... I want the best marriage I possibly can. Right. So their misconception about counseling is they're just going to tell me how wrong I am and what I have to do to change. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if they can find a counselor that's really saying, I'm going to help you both learn how to communicate better with each other, tackle problems together. And right. Then maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they think that the, the, if they go to a counselor, that makes them seem really weak and that they're, you know, we can figure this out on our own. Why can't we figure this well, out? I on think our own? a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. But you know what? Do it. Go. It used to be we'd ask mom and dad, but you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Here's the other thing. Uh, So a good fit for a counselor for you and your partner is extremely important. If one of you don't like them, it's not going to work out. It's just going to cause divide. The next one is, is don't wait too long to go to a marriage counselor. Now, this statistic was shocking. That people wait on average of six years to get advice. Six years of feeling miserable. Uh, well, and they said that a lot of times it's not marriage counseling. A lot of times it's divorce counseling because yeah, it is, you've waited too long and it's not repairable. So that's what I read that in that article. That yeah. Sometimes it's called divorce counseling because you've just waited too long. So don't, don't wait too long, please. I'm begging you. What, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst case scenario if you go to a counselor? You waste money. Right. Like. Just, I mean, the marriage counseling is a lot cheaper than the divorce attorneys. Oh, that is so true. That yeah, is so that true. That is true. Okay. Next, realize that there will be conflicts. What? There, there will be ups and downs. No, That's just honey. Life. No. <laughs> I just want ups. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I want you to get rid of all of those downs, please. Thank you. <laughs> But no, people people wander around and they they think, all right, I have the perfect marriage. We never argue. Red flag. Yeah, I think a healthy and as you can see in our podcast, we disagree sometimes right here in our podcast, right? I I'm not I'm definitely not the wife that just kowtows to her husband and says, Oh, I agree with whatever you say. Well, and I'm well, I am the husband. No, I'm not the husband. <laughs> No, you are not. But we still have a dog. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we both are very opinionated people. We are. Um, which is great. We You have to learn how to express your opinion without hurting each other, right? Right. And it's okay if you have different opinions on things. As long as you, in the end, come up with you know, a resolution that fits both. Not just, we'll just under the carpet like what happened to us in this last time right no as long as with at the at the end of the day you do what i say yeah that's exactly <laughs> right <laughs> so my whole job is to convince her that she's wrong and once i've convinced her that she's wrong then i'll do what she says 
It works out great though. <laughs> you can obviously tell we obviously do not need counseling <laughs> at all. We're actually going to be calling right after this podcast. <laughs> okay, seven tips. Now here's seven tips to deal with differences. As you could tell, we're, we're, you're always going to have differences. And you know what? That's what makes a marriage really strong. When I say that we can conquer the world as one, it means that we're not, that we have the exact same opinion that we no, we come at the problem from two different perspectives and together we can make a better decision than right. an individual can. And that's some of the beauty of us having differing opinions. Right. We have to be um, soft enough in our hearts, humble enough to understand that other opinion so that we can make a better decision together. Yes. And yeah, really, you just have to be able to try and see the other person's perspective. That's really what it boils down to a lot. When you're only stuck in your own perspective, try and see things from the other person. And I think that nine times out of 10, that that'll help you. That'll solve most of the problems. Yep, yeah. yep. All right, so seven tips. All right. Create a relaxed atmosphere to spend time with your partner. The best time <laughs> I can think of this is go get a couple's massage. It's the best relaxing atmosphere. No, but you don't ever talk during that. There's no talking during no, the massage. No, there isn't. Except when you get a really chatty masseuse. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Don't talk to me. All right, but no, me. this is like, no kids around. Maybe go off yeah, a weekend go to, together. Or just go to a restaurant or, or go get dessert. You know, just someplace where you can talk yeah. where it's it's calm. Right? right. Where your kids aren't knocking on the door every five seconds. Mommy, or, mommy, you know, mommy. Yes. Yes. So yeah. that's what that means. Um, don't give up personal goals or hobbies. Mm, so in a marriage, don't give up what you love for your spouse. That is not what a marriage is at all. No. Now, if you love dating, you've got to give that up. <laughs> you have to give up dating other people. You can now date your spouse only. So you do have to give things like that up. There but, will be some things that you that you do give up. Right. Like I enjoy watching Ultimate Fighting. Oh my gosh. But I knew I didn't love it more than you hated it. Okay, so that brings up a good point. Um, you, I love what you just said. You didn't love it more than I hated it. It, it really makes me feel sick to my stomach. Right. And I understood that. And you go, you know what? I had a couple of friends that I went to high school with that were ultimate fighters. And right. That's when I got into it. When I saw them fight, I was like, wow, you know, I used to know this guy. He used to beat me up after gym every day. So I'm glad he took that skill <laughs> and has made that a career. Way to go, dude. <laughs> but so I, I said, you know what? It really disturbs you. And I could see that it was, phys- I could have dug in and say, this is what I love. You're taking away my personal goal. Instead, I said, you know what? Maybe it's not that important to me. I'm willing to give that up. Well, and if it was important to you, you're welcome to watch it when I'm not, it would be respectful for you to watch it when I'm not around. Right. Um, but you just, it wasn't that big of a deal to you. You were like, not that big of a deal. Yeah. You were like, it can just go away. Otherwise, you could have watched it just when I wasn't around. Well, and there's another hobby that I totally enjoy, and it took you some time to understand it, and that was programming. That is true. That is, I didn't realize that that was your hobby. I thought that was work. Right. So we'd be on vacation. We'd be on the beach. Paige cracks open a book and enjoy reading a book. I crack open my laptop, and I'm like coding away, and she's like, you're supposed to be relaxing. Yeah, I didn't understand that for our first few vacations, but now I get it. That is how you relax. Right. So also that giving up personal goals and hobbies, that's also, you need to still have an identity. Yes. Right? 
Um, and your spouse needs to give you that ability to, that you can express yourself. Well, sometimes we get stuck with an ideal in our head. Like my ideal was we're both going to go to the beach and we're both going to sit on the sand and read a book. Why do I have to force you to read a book? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think sometimes as women, I think women do that more than men. We have this ideal in our head. And I finally just went, who cares if he's on his computer? What does that matter? Like, Is it affecting you? Yes. I mean, isn't that silly? We, we have this, you know, well, play that, in our head. That goes into the next one, which is uh, support each other's passions. Yes. Now, we have a daughter that has done this in rows, and it's, it's pretty incredible to watch how close she is to her husband because of it. Yeah, Rachel, she did not care for football. She never even watched a NASCAR race. She hated country music. Now she loves all three of those things that I just mentioned. And she has, so when they first got married and Russell would sit down to watch football or NASCAR, Rachel would sit by him on the couch. She would put her feet in his lap and he would massage them while she read a book. And that was great. He was getting what he wanted. She was getting what she wanted. And so it wasn't like, oh, I don't want you to do this because it's, you know, I don't like football or I don't like NASCAR. She was like, I'm going to read this book while you do that. And but now she found something that she loves about them. Yeah, that is all the backstories and the statistics. Yeah, she loves it all. Quiz. She she loves math. I mean, she, math. She does love math, but she loves. Uh, she knows football. all the. She knows all the history behind the NASCAR yep. uh, racers, yeah. spouses, and the contention. <laughs> it's pretty. Funny. Yeah, the country music. I I can't explain that. Yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> going to go there. But she does love it now because <laughs> Russell loved country music. So. Sometimes trying to open yourself up to what they love. That doesn't mean you have to love. If you really just, you, you, but you can tolerate it in a very, very nice way. Or you need to help support it. Maybe they need additional support. You don't have to be part of it, but maybe, hey, maybe they enjoy bowling and they want to be a professional bowler. Yeah. Then you're, you're making sure that you're helping them out with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, supporting one another's passions. Love okay, it. the next one is don't avoid conflict. Resolve conflict skillfully. Work through it. All right. So this takes tools. This it takes, does. And not everyone is born with those tools. Yep. All right. So you've got to learn how to do that. And yes. And what I've learned, I can't use the same skills I use at re- avoiding conflict that I use at work, that I use at home. Very Why is different. that? Well, because at work, there's a disconnection between the people that I have at work and with you. With you, I love you and care about you. So the emotions tend to be a lot, um, what's the right word, elevated or raw? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where at work, there is a a separation there. I like the people I work with. But it's easy for you to... Um, have a conversation with them or even a disagreement and then even walk away. Even a disagreement, walk away and still be friends with them. Right, right. Right. And yeah. And say, hey, you know, there just there just seems right. to be not as much emotional. Yeah, attachment. yeah. No, I get that. Right. So that's that. why the skills are a little bit different. Right. Okay. The next one is establish open-ended dialogue. What does that mean? Well, I think that means when I read through the article, I think that means... Make sure that you always have this openness, that you can talk to each other, mm. right? No matter what the conflict is, something we did not do, right? That fell apart between us, right? right? With this one issue. It was almost like 
we're just never going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about it. Yep. And because I already know. Yes. I already know what you're going to say. I already know. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, yeah. Right. So, so we're, we're just not going to talk about it. Gotcha. Right. So you have to make sure that you are respecting each other's. Um, Keep that open dialogue. But I mean, if you, you have to respect each other and not saying things like. Um, that, does that make sense? I'm trying to say so you don't shut each other down. Is what yeah, I'm trying to say. I like that. Yeah, you can't just say, you're not hearing me. Right. You've or got- you don't understand. Um, you know, just things like that, because then you don't want to keep an open-ended dialogue, right? You're like, well, not even going to bring this up. Yeah, they just shut me down. So you have to be respectful in the words that you choose to choose to use. And that can be hard sometimes when yeah. it's a heated, you know, emotional moment. Right. And that leads me to something else. I don't know if this is on here, but it leads me to... There is sometimes a good time to talk about things, and there are sometimes a bad time to talk about things, right? Yeah. There are times where I know if we're starting to get into an argument, I know where you are in that moment, or maybe where I am in that moment, nothing is going to get resolved. I I totally agree. Nothing is going to be resolved because we're either being too headstrong or whatever we need to- Or too emotionally charged. We need to put a pin in it and talk about it maybe in a few hours- Maybe tomorrow, but right now nothing's going to get resolved because we're both going head to head. But here's the danger in that too. Sometimes you say, I'm putting a pin in it. I And I think that's okay as long as, and we've talked about this with our counseling. Yeah, with but our, um, but our, you never have, here's the problem. I put a pin in it and I never say when we're going to address it again. So it never gets addressed and it just builds up because that's what happened with us. I'm just going to put a pin in it. I already know what he's going to say. So stop the conversation and we're not, not going to start it up ever again. That's where the problems come in. You've got to have that open dialogue where you say, pin is in it. Let's talk about this in a day or in two days. We can open this up. Again. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're agreeing on that. Right. But no, there are times where a pin has to be put in. Oh, no, I agree. Okay. But there needs to be a time limit. Yes, and we talked about this on our, our previous podcast when we talked about yeah, we what did. I learned at uh, Education Week, um, that you actually set it aside and come say, we're going to come back to this you know, tomorrow, in four hours, whenever. But, whenever. Yeah. But put a pin in it, yes. Good. So, All right, the next one is avoid the blame game. So what does that mean? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's your fault you, you were supposed to read the article <laughs> so this one's actually you put it on the, you put this on there well this one's actually a really good one because this when the blame game starts it means you're not really working together as a team no the blame game is easy to start but it's a, it's a terrible way to communicate yeah it is well and it's also hard to get back from if you take yes. the approach that the conflict that you are having is separate than you and your spouse together, right. that it's not. It's it's a separate entity right. that you can attack that entity as a team instead of, oh, it's your, your problem. Well, let's take, for instance, our last little thing we had, right? Okay. We went to counseling for. I could have said, or I did say, it's your fault that I have to keep this from you and I have oh, to. that's right. You right? did say that. Yeah, no, that really. Mean. I know. Man. If if you I was blaming you for my actions, totally. Wow. It's your fault. It's my fault. 
It's your fault that I had to go behind your back and do this because I knew how you were going to react and it did it. And you were so unreasonable about this, right? How ridiculous is that? That's pretty ridiculous. It I is mean. pretty ridiculous. Where if instead the problem was, instead we addressed the problem, the problem is this, how do we as a couple right. resolve that? Right. Right? Yeah. So you, the blame game takes the individual out and now you can focus all that emotion on the problem itself instead of each other. The blame game is terrible because it puts both of you, and especially the person you're blaming, completely on the defensive. And there's you're not working together anymore. You're just defending yourself. Yes. And that's what happened when we went to our counseling session. You, because I had blamed you, yep. you sat there for the first 30 minutes yep. and you were just on the defense. Right? Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what that's happened. that's exactly what happened. So when you feel like you're on the defense, there's not working together. You're just, well, I did this because blah, 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 blah. You're, you're explaining yourself. Right. It's not working together. No, nope, so, it's yeah, not. So yeah, avoid the blame game. Okay. Next one is be realistic about the timeline for change to, to uh, take effect with the counselor. One so session true. is not going to be enough. No. Now, sometimes it's like our little checkup we just had. I don't feel like we need to make another appointment. You know, for I don't know when. No, I, yeah, I don't. Because we so had an issue. We had an, an issue, right? Right, it had been bubbling up. But yep. we we've learned from it. We're yes. working through that. But we've got if our you're tools. just getting involved, establishing that good relationship with the counselor, and is important, and it's going to take time. It is going to take time. Not even two sessions or three sessions. Maybe six sessions, or, or maybe eight or yeah. two sessions. But don't for, put a don't put a time you know on it for us. We went to marriage counseling the whole first year of our marriage. Yeah, one, once or twice a month for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it does take time because you're learning together how to build up those skills to conquer problems that come up. And if you're sitting here thinking, oh, but think of all that money. Well that's worth nothing. it. Yeah, that's nothing. People, seriously, come on. You got to have some perspective. What is your marriage worth? What is your family worth? It is worth it. Okay, for our Lemonade Moment of the Week, it is a funny situation. Yes, it was very funny. So Paige volunteers at the temple um, on Tuesdays, and she had called me. I was traveling into Santa Clara, and she'd called me to ask me how my big presentation went. And I was uh, busy talking to someone, so I declined the call, and then I called her back. Rude. I know, so rude. I called <laughs> I her back, you. but the phone that she called on was the temple phone. Well, because we're not allowed to have cell phones in the temple office. So, right. yes. So I call her back, and it's the temple line. I thought she would be the one picking it up. I was not. No. I was not. So tell us how this went, Darren. I said, hey, honey, how's it going? And the lady just talked to me, and I thought it was you because you guys have similar voices. And she goes, I think. You meant to talk to Sister Pulsifer, not me. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then she couldn't transfer you for some reason. So you had to call me back. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh my goodness. You were pretty embarrassed. I was pretty You were. I could even tell that your face was red through the phone. Well, and I was sitting at a lunch table with other colleagues when I made that phone. And they go, what just happened? And I said, <laughs> I just called some strange lady I don't know, honey. And he goes, ooh, what's your wife going to say? <laughs> And that's when you called and I said, uh, she says it's okay. 
Just don't do it again. <laughs> it was funny. She, because all of a sudden she was like, um, I think that your husband's on the phone. <laughs> and I was like, why is she saying that so weirdly? And she goes, he called me honey. And I said, oh, well, he's just very friendly. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. No big deal. It was an accident. Yeah. Thank goodness. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. <laughs>